0: What is going on? Good, good, good morning. Now, let's start with this Death Stranding nominations dispute. Um, for me personally, I didn't realize that the gaming, uh, the VGA awards, I thought already happened. I feel like maybe I was reading the feeds and uh, it seemed like it passed. But no, they, it was all about nominations, so I'm kind of glad I didn't actually miss the boat. Um, but okay, so a lot of people are discussing about uh, the Death Stranding issue with uh, the VGA's because, um, Kojima, Hario Kojima, which is the uh, main developer of Death Stranding and owns his own, uh, studio, uh, after departing from Konami, he's best friends with Jeff Keighley, which is the initial host for the VGA Awards and a very, uh, predominant figure for the video game world, pretty much like, a, I like to call it the Ryan Seacrest of video games, put it that way, um, He's done a great job. Sounds a little bit of annoying, but you know, got to give it to him. He's the one that's putting the gaming in a forefront, uh, YouTube with E three streaming. So it, it's a very it's a very good look. So I'm glad I'm glad he's he's pushing it. But um, so a lot of people. Um, and let me get this out the way before I start getting into this. Um, I really did find I really found games that release around like literally November end up becoming like big winners for a whole year of of the VGA awards. I kind of find that odd. A bit stupid. Maybe maybe I'm thinking about it a little I just don't get it. I don't think a game should be uh, considered when it only had like maybe a week or two or possibly just above a month of play reviews. It can literally be, you know, um gaslighted if you if you uh if you understand what that term means. Um you know gassed up it could be just like over exaggerated and then it'll be like the game of the year which i think that's why this main issue is happening with death stranding which sucks because like it's been it's been happening every year with you know gears or halo and then it become like top of the tier or like a call of duty game with good campaign all of a sudden you know it's been a month and all of a sudden it's like game of the year it's like okay really like they got other games that was out for 11 months that's that's lovely we're going to go with the one that just came out 3 So I feel like they kind of like bought themselves to that spot When they don't have enough time But this is This is different because Kojima and Jeff are like Best pals You know and judging by the uh, The reviews that this training has Are mixed um, You know uh, Kotaku calling it a fantastic mess IGN gave it a 6.8 Out of 10 So, so And then Kojima stated that the West Is not really familiar with a nice storyline-driven game where all about our first-person shooters, which I agree, you know? If it's not Battle Royale, fast-paced run-and-gun, adrenaline junkie, Rush with lovely graphics and hilariousness, is not, is not cool and it doesn't retain or it's not gonna get a good a good rating, you know what I mean? But, like, uh, Gears is that, too. It's, like, very, you know, barely chopping up lamps with blood everywhere and now there's a, a female protagonist on this who's, so like, more epic, you know, like... And, and that's what we like In the West And by West In the United States And if you're a gaming community You understand what I'm talking about So Now they're saying that uh, These nom- You know In quote These nominations received So soon after the release Have drawn some attention as, sh- as show producer Jeff Keeler Has been a friend of Kojima For years talking to him on twitter and bringing him on stage at various events including previous iterations of the gaming awards healy even appears in a non-player character in death stranding so again their friendship ties to even a relationship whereas jeff Keeley's an actual npc in death stranding so they're looking at it as a conflict of interest yet again i state that most games that come out around november always get the top shine in the gaming awards like you know uncharted or well, uncharted actually came out in like february march i think so i won't say that but um Mainly, most of the games that come out in November get a top tier shine in the VGA Awards. I wouldn't say game of the year but it's like it seems like they get paid and with epic uh, ratings. So it it kind of sucks. So now they're leaning on towards will can Death Training even be voted but then they broke it down that they're not really Keeley is the host the producer he doesn't doesn't control the nomination board okay so they're saying that um and uh and uh let's let's see i'm reading it here just to get get an idea because they they, they kind of break it down but um in quote here death stranding nomination at the 2019 gaming Awards is hard to separate from that series of events as well as keely's ongoing relationship with kojima kojima himself sits at a member of the show's advisory board okay kojima sits on the advisory board of the show which also includes majority industry figures such as Nintendo president Doug Bowser, Activision president Rob Kostich, I think I pronouncing that correctly, and Microsoft EVP Phil Spencer. Keely appears in Death Stranding via likeness as a Lutus fan. Lutus is the name of the astronaut mascot for Kojima Productions. Now you know who that guy is. Um, so they're saying that um, there is a separate board to judge they have media outlets to judge. There's a certain percentage that goes to. Ten uh, percent um, goes to the viewers for the votes. The gaming awards are structured as a mi- This is qu- quote. The gaming awards is structured as a mix between critics' choice and people's choice. Nominees are selected solely by the jury, which is comprised of 80 press outlets, including Eurogamer, IGN, and Polygon. Kutaku does not participate because the, the timing doesn't work for us. Whatever. Once the nominees are revealed, the jury and viewers both vote on an award with the fan vote counting for 10%. So at least they're very transparent on what's going to happen. But some people are still skeptical. I believe this because there is, there is processes that go along with it. But it just doesn't help that... You know, they're best friends, they both work at the under the same routine. But you gotta understand gaming is still a niche market. You know, like if it's not for the show, it wouldn't have that much exposure or that much ads being played. It's still well known, but it's just not something that uh that we will love and chase or now it's because Jeff Keeley's here. It's now video gaming. Now there's a uh, um uh esports, so now ESPN and Dis- Disney is recognizing it. So they gotta have they gotta have these close relationships with these other publishers to push the envelope to make sure gaming has a, a limelight. But it just thinks that Death Stranding is one heck of a game, beautifully, and and the, the storyline is you know. And then all of a sudden, this happens. Nah, eh, it is what it is.
1: The Pokemon Company trying to get the leakers to jail, as you have been heard. The Pokemon Company, you know, of course, with their new releases of Pokemon and Shield, is trying to get some to file some lawsuits against the people who had leaked the images earlier this month. Started around November 1st of this month, leaked images of the strategy guide started coming out, released through Discord, and then of course went out to Reddit and. 4chan, they decided that they wanted to release it little by little, and pretty much as soon as the week was ending in the beginning of the month, pretty much all of the new Pokemon and their new Giganto Max forms were pretty much leaked for the game, and of course the Pokemon company was not happy about that. They are serving subpoenas to both 4chan and Discord. And they're also getting some outside forensic experts to find exactly the people who actually did this they did find four suspects one of them they are hundred they're pretty hundred percent sure that are the one that actually leaked the images at first they don't have names because in these type of you know 4chan. Discord they don't actually have like the person's actual name, but they're trying to go into the Seattle court system to try to get the people to try you know to serve them and try to sue them and you know get them to get them to pay for what they did because i I understand where they're coming from because leaks like this especially leaks this huge is a huge problem especially for people trying to when they buy the game they want to be as secretive as possible they're trying to get the most enjoyment out of the game and not knowing who comes in what pokemon are coming out what the, what the new forms will look like will be a surprise to most customers and of course if you are people like me who try to avoid spoilers as much as you can you can easily do that but sometimes they just pop up like places like Polygon, the one who always reports on games and stuff, they were just showing the leaks as soon as it came out. It was like it was like crazy. It's like I know they put it under title so they didn't show it like the actual thing, but they were just showing it like crazy. It's like people who go on Polygon trying to not be spoiled by the surprise are just in there showing it up, and it's crazy because usually. The way it works in companies who do strategy guides, who print strategy guides, they have to sign letters saying that, non-disclosure letters saying that they can't say anything about it. Um, even if they're around the thing, they can't have their cell phones on them. When they access it through the computers, it's password sensitive. People have to only certain people are allowed to access it, so it's very limited amount of people who have access to these before the game comes out and of course when it's all printed out they cover it up and only certain people are able to like look after it and even at that point they can't have their cell phones on them at all so they're trying to show that they don't want to have the information leak but somehow it did and it's crazy so the poker i could see the poker company you know doing this but i think it's mostly nintendo like you know forcing their thing to do this because nintendo is known for all kinds of lawsuits and trying to get their property you know not to go everywhere illegally i guess you can say so i'm just hoping we'll see how this goes it's still ongoing nothing has been fully done yeah they're in the process of doing anything we'll have to see if they even will get the person's information because it's kind of illegal to do that unless they actually that's why they're doing the subpoena to try to get that information to try to charge those people for leaking it because i guess they're saying that it's mostly damaging the sales of the strategy guide because you know who's gonna buy a strategy guide if pretty much all the images are leaked anyway but i mean strategy guides are not even really being made anymore anyway for the most part they used to of course back in like you know the 90s early 2000s but with the internet and everything it's not being sold and i think this is probably not gonna add to that but we'll see we'll see how this goes and it's still an ongoing story so i'll definitely follow up with you guys with anything that happened so far A new Half-Life game is real happening? You heard it right, folks. A new Half-Life game is going to be made. As, of course, everyone in the gaming industry knows that Half-Life the last half-life game that came out was back in 2007 with half-life episode 2 and of course people have been anticipating for a new half-life game you know when is half-life 3 gonna come out things been i guess maybe rumored for so long but now a new half-life game has been announced but it's not going to be half-life 3 what it's going to be is called half-life alex as you know this alex is the character that was in half-life 2 so this game is going to be new and it's going to be coming out for steam and it's going to be a vr exclusive game so you will basically need the new v the vr headset for the pc in order to play this game this game will be taking place during at between half-life 1 and half-life 2 which i think is actually you know pretty cool it's different because it's i don't know why they're deciding to do a fully fledged vr game instead of doing like an actual like half-life game but they did promise that this is going to be a fully fledged vr game it's going to be the same length as half-life 2 which is about 13 to 15 hours which i would say it's a pretty decent long for a game it's going to have the same thing as it would be in a half-life at world exploration, puzzle solving, combat, intricate story, which is very important. And they said that this story is going to tie of half-life games very well with each other which i think is very important because for me i'm not the biggest fan of first person shooters or shooters of the genre but half-life was actually one game that i actually did enjoy because of the story the story is really good it's a very it's a sci-fi story i I loved it and i've always been a fan of it especially gordon freeman like i said love this series so what i this is interesting because i don't have a vr for the pc so i'm like i don't know if i'll be getting it or not because it all depends but who knows the looks like that the game will not be coming out until march 2020 so there is some time so that's good they are explaining that you'll be able to use the gravity gloves uh, basically, it just be your hands in the VR. as Most VR games It's just usually your hands. You don't really see the character for the most part. But you'll be using the gravity glove, which is going to be similar to, uh, you know, in Half-Life 2, you'll be able to use the gravity gun to control gravity, which is what I always thought was amazing in that game because it's so much fun using that. And the good thing is, some of the former members of Campo Santo, the people who have made Firewatch, which is a very amazing underrated indie title game, are actually going to be writing for Half-Life Alyx, which is great because in Firewatch, the storytelling in that is amazing. So I'm hoping that they'll follow up with this and make this an amazing storytelling game as it should be. And... The workers from Steam, um, Pol- uh, from Valve, from Postal 2, Eric Walpole and Jay Pinlitern will be working on this game also. Which I think is fantastic because they actually left Valve back in 2017. With, so they're coming back on this project to work on this project. Which shows, you know, the dedication and trying to make sure to make this game as best as it possibly could be. It's right now on a pre sale at 10% off. So instead of the $59.99, it'll be $53.99.99 for people who wants to do early adopters, because you know there's always people who are like that. And also, if you want to catch up with the first two games, Half Life 1 and 2 is on sale on Steam for a dollar each, which I suggest if you have not played those games, definitely do. there are such great i mean graphic wise of course it came out in the late 90s early 2000s but the story in it you will not regret Uh, like i'm just i am excited for this but i'm a little iffy only because you know it's strictly on vr but who knows maybe this might make me want to get one i always wanted one but who knows
0: twitch is going to announce their entry into the gaming world. Does that sound weird? What I mean by is Amazon is thinking of preparing to enter to the gaming streaming service in 2020. For those that don't know, I mentioned Twitch. It's because Amazon owns Twitch. They bought them for, I think, two or three billion. Um, they are now debating if they're going to be going into. The streaming service of 2020 At this point man there is only three consoles Now it's going to be so much Cloud based alternatives now It's going to become It's going to be very very exhausting We're already kind of exhausted with streaming apps You know like Hulu, Netflix, Disney, ESPN Sling, uh, at and Watch Pro, HBO Max Whatever at and So we're all fatigued YouTube um, And just dude You know what I mean like dude So now, Amazon's going to be doing this. Now, previously, if you guys are, uh, uh, are listening to this podcast and are getting the gist of it and understanding what I've been saying with Prediction and the like, I, I put my own opinion out there that these cloud platforms are, are cloud consoles. And what I mean by that is, again, ESPN has their own EA access. Not ESPN. Let me rephrase that. EA has their own EA access for their own games. That's a console. Xbox is gonna it's gonna announce a game with gaming. Oh, not game. It's gonna announce a service with the codename Project S Cloud using Game Access that you pay for the membership. That's Microsoft's cloud. Then you have now Amazon's looking at 2020, so that's their own console. PlayStation uh, Now that's their own streaming console. So it's like these clouds becoming their own consoles, and it seems to be true. Again with Google with their brand new Stadia that too so it's like oh now we're gonna figure out what kind of exclusive they're gonna have and will developers even take a strong dive it's gonna have at least two successful ips on these certain cloud platforms to make it a standout and that's gonna be hard to do um But it says, according to a recent cloud gaming rundown by CNET, two sources familiar with Amazon's inner working say the current plan see the service being officially announced next year. An admittedly slight update from early rumors that said the service was planned to launch in 2020. We will see. I feel like it's kind of useless. The only thing they can utilize for their their strong arm is Twitch or rename Twitch. And make it a streaming, uh, live streaming slash gaming streaming service and call it Amazon play or something stupid. Just keep it Twitch. Yeah. I don't know. I think maybe if Amazon were to do it separately, it has more of a bigger impact than just making Twitch do it. Cause it just seems at this point, Twitch is doing a little bit too much. Um, that's my prediction i think amazon's gonna do something totally separately and utilize twitch as their main go-to for their gaming so maybe they could do a hot just like google stadia with their chrome uh chrome uh cast and their uh their chrome browsers they might they might be looking at the same thing with twitch There's if you go on twitch you automatically hot swap to the amazon play and whatever you know if it's called amazon play it's gonna be hilarious but i coined it first ha um, but yeah, they're, they're entering. So we'll see how that goes. Again, the only thing I think about is, uh, they're going to have Twitch as their aid. Like, just like Xbox has their own platform. You know, Microsoft has the Xbox for their own platform of the Project X Cloud places. It has their thing. Nintendo is not stepping into that as of yet. So, huh, we'll just see how it goes. Now, look, when you do everything new or enter something new or you test out something new or buy something that's completely new you know like the iphone when it first came out in 2017 the first touch screen cellular device that could do everything that a media and a phone and you know so, and pictures so we understand that there's gonna have some bugs or issues or in the like you know, uh, personally, for instance, uh, the Boston Encore Casino came out and it's brand new and it's in Boston blah, 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 and then shots fired. People get stabbed up, jumped and all that. Hey, look, it's just like the game where we're just squashing little bugs first to iron out the details, send out the firmware update, firmware update and uh, upgrade the security and the like and make sure everything's speak a spam. OK, Google addresses complaints of sub 4K image quality on Stadia. So Google's now suffering from people getting pissed off that they're not getting their 4K true native resolution on their Stadia. It just came out for one. So I don't really, you know, just give it some time. Give it some time. And they, and they you know, they hyped it up, but give it some time. These people pay good money for it, of course, we understand. But look... Quoted a digital foundry and analysis in a Red Dead Redemption 2 on Stadia, for instance, found that the game actually runs on a native 2560 x 4040 resolution by 1440 resolution, which is then upscaled to a 4K standard of 496 by 2160 via the Chromecast Ultra. And the Bungie representative said that the Stadia version of Destiny 2 runs on a PC equivalent of medium graphics settings and that the game will render at a native 1080p and then upsample to 4K and apply a variety of techniques to increase the overall quality effect. So they're banking on the back-end servers, upscaling it to a 4K resolution on the fly as long as you have the internet connection available. So um, they should disclose that. And they probably do somewhere in their fine text or print but at least uh, what they're now saying is, um, Google is uh, is saying it's the developers that that is uh they could have access. So again, when they said that uh, Bungie says that, "Hey, look, Destiny 2 runs on a native 1080p," and then you know, Stadia does its magic. Excuse me, to update to the 4K But it's not 4K on demand And Google turns around and goes No, that's up to developers Okay, and let me read this here So you guys can understand Uh, In quote Um, This is from uh, Ars Technica I don't know, Technica quote stadia streams at 4k at 60 frames per second and that includes all aspects of our graphics pipeline for games to screen gpu encoder and chromecast ultra all outputting at 4k to 4k tvs with an appropriate internet connection developers making stadia games work hard to deliver the best streaming experience for every game like you see on all platforms this includes a variety of techniques to achieve the best overall quality we give developers the freedom of how to achieve the best image quality and frame rate on Stadium. And we are impressed with what we have been able to achieve from day one. So that end quote. So that here is saying, hey look. Developers go through the same BS, just like with the PlayStation Pro with the upscaling 4K to the true native on the Xbox One X. For That's why you sometimes get games that it says, you know, Xbox One X compatible because it's native 4K because it's built on that. While other games that release on multiple consoles, they can only take it to, a, they can only start at a certain resolution and allow the techniques to upscale to 4K. That was the issue with uh, Assassin's Creed years ago. Um with the PlayStation 4, the original, where the Xbox will get a lower resolution out the box at 720p versus the PlayStation at 1080p um, resolution. And the developer says, well, it's because the PlayStation has more balls than the Xbox and they end up becoming true. But they've put out a firmware update so they can upscale to 1080 So now people that, up, you know, people that bought consoles, they think they will have the same resolution or maybe they were promoted to have the same resolution, actually don't because now the developers can choose which resolution they actually have in the game, which kind of sucks, but they they have the freedom to do it. So then Ubisoft used that as 720 Xbox because of the horsepower that it didn't have versus 1080p for the PlayStation 4. Now I could be wrong when it comes to the resolution. It could have been 4K and then HD I, I highly doubt this was years ago so I'm thinking it was 720 on an xbox and then it was the playstation uh four for the 1080p anywho so with this quote here that i stated it is saying that uh they give the they they give the freedom to developers to do what they want and they allow the bandwidth of the as long as you have a dependable internet connection their behind the scenes would work at 4k at 60 frames per second Um, so and but they allow me techniques to do it first so I think what it is that the game developers are seeing what Stadia could do to their games at a certain preset, and see if they can meet the the quality of 4K. Worst case, they're gonna have to update the firmware for that ge- for the game itself, so that it could actually either reach a certain level, so it could take it take that take that uh that threshold level and put it up to 4K standard. So let's say they put it uh 4K at 30 frames per second and now they can upscale it to 4K 60 frames. So if it's a uh, 1080p uh HDR, then they can take that baseline and bring it up to 4K. They're trying to see what Stadia has to offer and it stinks because you know, come on. It, it really doesn't stink, dude. This 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 situation here, you could go to a laptop and bring out a Chromebook and play a console game Dude on a phone That should be free with a free to pay like you know how Sony does it with their you could play for an hour and then you can buy the game That service should be free to just go on a laptop and go into Chrome and play a game Go on the iPhone and go on the Chrome and play a game It's nuts On tablet do the same thing and get a Chromecast put on your TV you can play it You know be easy Calm down let them work out the kinks.
1: Here's some updated information on the new Animal Crossing monthly payment. As was discussed earlier, Animal Crossing was cre- is creating a new monthly payment plan that's going to be you for the Animal Crossing mobile game, the Pocket Camp. And now some information has been released and the program itself has been released so i'll be able to go over all that information and tell you what i think as an avid player myself so what's gonna be is they're gonna have an assistant helper plan which lets you pick one of your animal friends in the game and he will he or she will be able to take care of your cam when you are not able to play games they're able to help all the animals with their requests and give you gold and other materials they're also able to during events be able to catch like butterflies flowers the fish, the little dice that you collect for certain events it will actually collect those for you when you are not able to play this animal will always, you, ha- you can have the choice to have it always follow you or not and it will also cut times of when you build craft items a lot less so let's say something takes 24 hours depending on how long you've been playing the game that could instead of 24 hours it could take no time at all and just build it right away so it all depends on how long you've been playing the game now for that one, they're releasing that for $2.99 a month. And with that, you also get 60 Leaf tickets, which is their premium currency in the game. Um, You'll get 60 Leaf tickets a month while you're on paying that monthly payment plan. And they also have another plan, which is quite more expensive, more than double the cost at $7.99. But with that one, you will also get the low craft time. So you'll be able to build things a lot quicker. But in this one, you'll be able to get access to the fortune cookie to be able to pick out five a month fortune cookies is pretty much this game's loot boxes so you pretty much open it. And there's a chance that you'll be able to get you know an item that you're looking for or not depending on luck of the draw of course with those type of games and then also you get storage which you'll be able to store up to five thousand of your items of your clothes and house items you could store in there My thing on this is I don't understand it personally myself especially the $8.99 one like my god the amount that's a lot and very expensive for something that honestly I've been playing that game for like two years myself. I don't even think it's needed. Like, why would you need that much storage? Like, the the amount of items that you get, you don't need so much items. I guess it's for someone who, who like, hoards items. But I don't know anyone who actually does that. So I'm just, like, a little lost myself on the whole warehouse thing and the whole fortune cookie thing, too. I guess it's worth it. No, I I don't think it is, honestly. The helper thing, I can understand a little bit for people who don't have play the game as often but usually because with this type of game you have to put a lot of time in it it's a freemium type of game of course you know in order to get the things that you need you need to do these missions to be able to get the leaf tickets to be able to purchase things and of course you could just buy leaf tickets with your actual money but i try not to do that because you know don't like giving my actual money to these type of games that's just how i feel but so that's pretty much all the details on there just just in case i know we did a segment last week on it and just wanted to make sure we updated with all the details to see you know what you guys think and all that so let's see who's how well this is gonna do it's just it's about a week old now and we'll see how this
0: works